Happy day, Rosso Garcia with Why Jesus. I am so glad to be here with you. Thank you for listening. I am going to share with you one of my favorite chapters in the Book of Mormon. The week I'm going to share with you is June 22nd through 28th, and it goes through chapters in Alma 17 through 22. And this section is called, I will make an instrument of thee. And there's different sections. Uh, The ones that I'm going to focus on are, I can be an instrument in God's hands to bring salvation to his children is one. Another one is, as I strengthen my own faith, I can more effectively share the gospel. Uh, Another one, I can help others prepare to receive the gospel. And the last section, which is probably my favorite, says the Lord's arm is extended to me when I repent. So... Hopefully, this will be a section that you will come to love as much as I do. Um, I am going to give you a little background on what is happening here. It's kind of like a story um, that, you know, is unfolding. But because you may not be hearing previous um, recordings, you might not totally understand where this particular section is coming from, but um, everyone is invited to go to LDS.org and you can follow along in the same manual um, online so you don't have to purchase anything. So you basically go into LDS.org, you go into scriptures, And then you will see sections there. You click on the book that says, Come Follow Me. And under the Come Follow Me section, you will click on the Book of Mormon. And under that section, you will choose the week uh, that we are focusing on. And this one is June 22nd through 28th, covering chapters in Alma 17 through 22. And that's kind of how you can go along with us. Or um, you can also just, you know, do as you wish since you'll have access to all of that. And the the great part is if you do it on your phone or online, uh, whenever you come to a passage of scripture, you can just click on the blue section that shows the scripture and it will take you to read that section so you get more out of what you are reading on the manual so that's how you can follow along with us everyone is welcome any um, Christian denomination is welcome Uh, anyone that wants to know more about God uh, if you don't believe in God anyone that just wants to find a way to feel more enlightened on how to deal with today's world so Here we go. So the background here is that uh, Alma 
and uh, the sons of Mosiah, they're about the same age. They're friends, uh, and they had a angel from God um, stop them from destroying the church of God in the day. They were just rebellious, I don't know, teens uh, who were just going about destroying whatever um, their own fathers were doing and building and sharing the gospel with their kingdoms. So, because their uh, families, their father, the prophet uh, of Alma, who's also has the same name as Alma, uh, Alma, Alma the senior prayed daily to have his son change and accept the gospel and stop destroying uh, the work of the Lord in in that part of the world. So God sent an angel, talked to these young men and said, you need to stop doing what you're doing. We're here because we're answering the prayers of your fathers. And if you want to be destroyed by God, continue doing what you want. If you don't, then change your ways. So they changed their ways pretty quickly. They had a pretty miraculous conversion into the gospel, you might want to say. And after they received this conversion, they had changed their heart and mind and heart. And this, um, they decided they wanted to share the gospel with his brothers and sisters. Uh, and that was a people that did not want anything to do with them. People that basically were hunting them down to kill them because they felt uh, like they had been robbed of uh, leadership uh, by their younger brothers. And so they were going to go teach this. And in the words of the book, I'm going to read that. It says, um, The Nephites had an additional reason for not sharing the gospel with the Lamanites. They were a wild and a hardened and a ferocious people people who delighted in murdering the Nephites. But the sons of Mosiah had an even stronger reason why they felt they must share the gospel with the Lamanites. They were desirous that salvation should be declared to every creature, for they could not bear that any human soul should perish. This love that inspired Ammon and his brothers can also inspire you to share the gospel. And literally, these are very inspiring stories. So I am going to, if there's any way I can motivate you to read those sections, you will feel the same way I do. So bottom line, this group of now preachers um, got together and decided to prepare themselves to go and teach their uh, brethren who despised them. 
and they prepared themselves the best they could so that they would be able to touch their hearts and their minds that God will be able to make things happen uh, spiritually for them. So this is kind of, um, I want to say, a pattern of what we can do ourselves to prepare ourselves. Uh, basically, it says they had waxed strong in the knowledge of the truth. They were men of sound understanding. They had searched the scriptures diligently, uh, had done much prayer and fasting, and therefore they had the spirit of prophecy and revelation and authority of God. Uh, to speak with power and authority. So that was the way they prepared themselves to go teach among the Lamanites. And they all kind of went their ways. And Ammon is, uh, to describe him just physically, he was one of the more stronger built, um, I don't know, I maybe describing more athletic uh, built um, you know he just uh, you knew that you were gonna he would put up a fight if you wanted to deal with him so he goes to this part of the country in the Lamanites where you know he is quickly captured and brought before the king and they obviously recognize he's a Nephite. And the way they recognize he's a Nephite is because he is, uh, let's see, by today's standards, he probably looks Caucasian. And the Lamanites are um, dark skin. Um, so, you know, maybe Latin America, Mexico type of uh, people. And so he's quickly captured and they know he's a Lamanite so it's not looking good for him so they bring him before the king and obviously they're like who what are you doing in our country because you're looking to be killed and he says I just want to be among your people and serve you and he's kind of what you want to serve me and so he he kind of likes him and he is offering one of his daughters for marriage since th this Nephite is deciding to live among them and serve him. And so he says, no, thank you. I much rather serve you. Anything you want me to do for you, I will do for you. Um, I may just choose to stay here the rest of my life. So what do you want me to do for you? So bottom line, he sends them to watch over the flocks. Uh, with other of his servants, but this particular job is probably one of the worst that he could have given him because the king kills his own people left and right for um, not watching his flocks effectively because they get scattered by um, another group of Lamanites who come in and rob them of their flocks and the king gets very upset with them and then 
has them killed and assigns a different group and so forth. So everyone expected Ammon to be killed. But the bottom line is here comes this test for him to call upon the power of God to help him help these people. And when the Lamanites came to scatter the flocks, um, the other servants were sorely afraid because they were like, oh my gosh, they scattered them. We're going to be killed over this. And Ammon says, it's okay. Don't, you know, everything will be okay. We'll go find the sheep and bring them back. And um, so they did. And then here comes the Lamanites again to scatter the flocks. And he tells them, circle the flocks so that they don't leave this time. And I'm going to go contend with these, my brethren. So he is apparently uh, an expert on slingshots and an expert with the sword. So he is just uh, literally killing his enemies left and right with the slingshot. And then those that decided to use swords against him, he pretty much just... He wounded them, and he wound up just, you know, sounds gruesome, but he cut off their arms that they raised up against him. And the other ones that were watching him, that were watching the flock so that they were not scattered, were just flabbergasted that he could contend with all of these and not be killed himself uh, so they thought oh my gosh this must be a god because he cannot be touched uh, and so Ammon doesn't think twice about it they leave he goes to watch over the king's horses he said to prepare the horses uh, and so he's minding his own business tending the horses after this other event and the other people that were with him go to the king and take the arms of the people that he dealt with and show him to the king. He said, this is a god because he can't be touched. And he's like, wow, who is this guy? Maybe, you know, so bottom line, winds up bringing him to ask him. And he asks, where is he now? And he's they told him he's tending your horses and he goes wow he he does everything I ask him to do better than all of you guys and so bottom line he comes and the king is perplexed he is kind of afraid of him thinking this is the great spirit is what they call him who has come to um, kill him because of all the people he's killed or has had killed uh, in his kingdom. So he's kind of afraid of him. And then Ammon just says, are you just marveling that at what I did today to save your flocks? Um, I'm just a man. I just was trying to save your flocks. And I'm no... And he winds up asking him, are you the great spirit? And Ammon said, no, I'm not the great spirit. Meaning are you God? And he said, no, I'm not God. But a portion of his spirit is in me and guides and directs me, etc. So 
the king says basically I, I want to know more who is this great spirit so Ammon winds up teaching him about God about Jesus Christ about everything and the king is so overwhelmed and just his heart his mind and mind is changing as he's hearing Ammon that he kind of falls into a trance for like three days and everyone thinks he's dead but Ammon knows he's not he's just being taught of the Lord uh, being converted to God as he's under and um, but you know people don't like this Nephite in their midst and so they're like oh he killed him and whatever not bottom line um, the queen winds up calling him saying is he dead or not? Some, all of my people are telling me I need to bury him because he stinketh and because he's dead. But I don't think he's dead. And Ammon says, he's not dead. He will rise up tomorrow. And sure enough, the king comes to uh, and is now converted and he's preaching to his wife. His wife is overcome. The people that are there are overcome. They all fall into a trance too. And God is doing his miracle work and teaching them the gospel and um, even Ammon goes down because he's so overwhelmed that these people are being taught of the Lord and uh, you know here comes one of the big guys that was trying to kill him earlier uh, and decides he's gonna kill him now that he's down uh, to avenge what he did to his brethren that he cut off their arms and he raises his sword to kill him and he drops dead like a fly and everyone is astonished and they say oh my gosh he can't be killed even when he's down and so I just want you guys to know that that was a promise that God had made to his parents when they left to go teach uh, their parents said will you watch them over and God said they won't die they're going to be okay. So, yeah, Ammon could not be killed, literally. And so these are great stories, but the great story here is the conversion of the king and his whole kingdom. Because now that the king is converted, he basically has the gospel taught through his whole uh, kingdom and the majority of the people convert and um, it's a great story and so bottom line what I took away from this just so you know is that this king was he himself was afraid of God because he said I have been wicked I've killed many of my own people because you know for whatever reason and I definitely know that God would strike me dead because of all the wickedness I've done to my own people and and the story of Ammon himself you know he was out destroying the the church of God before an angel appeared unto him and set him straight and he got converted so what it is I want us to focus on is the fact that God can change who we are. 
as bad as we think we are, as wicked as we think we are, as far left as we think we may have gone in this world in, I don't know, you know, our sins, our wickedness, whatever, um, God can change us to something wonderful and powerful that can help then others to do the same. We can become instruments in the hands of God if we um, but humble ourselves to listen to the word of God. And so this to me is a great testimony, these stories of some pretty wicked people that God helped change because they were willing to listen to the gospel and they were willing to teach the gospel to other of his, of their people. And so um, I am thankful that God works through us if we um, change our lives, if we humble ourselves, he can use us as instruments to help many of our brothers and sisters. Um, I'm going to read uh, a scripture here that kind of just explains just how bad these people were. And then God, um, you know, through another person that was not so good either help change them so this is in Alma chapter 17 verse 14 and um, it says here and assuredly it was great for they had undertaken to preach the word of God to a wild and a hardened and a ferocious people a people who delighted in murdering the Nephites and robbing and plundering them and their hearts were set upon riches or upon gold and silver and precious stones. Yet they sought to obtain these things by murdering and plundering that they might not labor for them with their own hands. Thus they were a very indolent people, many of whom did worship idols and the curse of God had fallen upon them because of the traditions of their fathers. Notwithstanding, the promises of the Lord were extended unto them on the conditions of repentance. Therefore, this was the cause for which the sons of Mosiah had undertaken the work that perhaps they might bring them unto repentance that perhaps they might bring them to know of the plan of redemption. And so God's hand is always extended to us, no matter what we have done. He is just waiting for us to humble ourselves so that he can send someone to help us change with the gospel and so that is the great tithings or of great joys I guess um, is how some people describe this um, 
that God never gives up on us. God is willing to help us change no matter who we are or what we have done. That he can change us from something completely horrible that we've been to someone great that will serve and love the people uh, including their enemies like the Nephites served the Lamanites and risked their lives um, in sharing the gospel with them so I just hope you take that hope of understanding how much God loves us how much he's willing to do for us to uh, find this plan of redemption to redeem us from being wicked, redeem us through the atonement of Jesus Christ and help us be the best that we can be. Um, there's a section here uh, that says, my testimony can have a far-reaching influence Wow, this story of Ammon coming in and he influenced all of these people to change because of, first of all, what he was willing to do is serve them. And second, he was willing to um, die in serving these people. And they took note of that. And they said, who are you? Why are you this way? Tell us who you are and what you believe in and when he did they completely accepted the gospel because um, they wanted to be more like Ammon and so they understood they had to repent and change have a desire to change if and that is the only way that God can reach us is if we are willing and have the desire to change and so here on this last part the Lord's arm is extended to me when I repent there's a scripture in Alma um, chapter 19 verse 36 uh, that I'm going to read briefly um, and and he kind of mentions what we're talking about here, how the Lord's arm is extended. So 1936, it says, And thus the work of the Lord did commence among the Lamanites. Thus the Lord did begin to pour out his spirit upon them. And we see that his arm ex is extended to all people who will repent and believe on his name. So his arm is extended to all people who will repent and believe on his name. And that is the message that I wanted to get across to you on this lesson. I have been one of those people that did not know God um, and that I was desperately trying to find something to hold on to this life because I really didn't see a whole lot of purpose in it. I, I saw more suffering and pain than I cared to and I just was lost and confused and because I feel like I had a constant prayer in my heart that 
there has to be something better than this. There just has to be something better than what it is I'm seeing in my life and around me. And sure enough, um, he sent two missionaries to my home to teach me this gospel. Um, and when I read these stories of Ammon and his brothers going out to the Lamanites, I consider the same thing happened to me in modern day that he sent me two missionaries on bicycles with white shirts and ties and they were as Caucasian as they can be um, with almost white hair and blonde blued eyed and they came into my territory which was East LA gang ridden drug infested back in those days and they stood out like a sore thumb I mean, they could have been killed immediately because they were not part of that community. Just like Ammon stuck out like a sore thumb among the Lamanites. So I relate this story of Ammon with my own story. And I thank God that he extended his arm to me in the same way and changed my life forever. I will be so grateful for the rest of my life. And all I really want to do is make a difference the way Ammon and his brethren wanted to make a difference is what it is that I'm trying to do. And I'm getting all choked up. But I hope that what it is I'm sharing with you will be good enough for you to want to learn more of God and his plan of redemption for you and your loved ones because he's just waiting for you to humble yourself and say I want to change I'm ready please help me find it find you and he will he loves you that much he loves all of us that much no matter what we have done. I have a sticker on my fridge that says, He loves you in your darkest hour. And he, that is true. He loves us no matter what we have done in our darkest hour. Loves, um, His love still shines through. So, God bless. I hope that this will touch your heart so you can find a way to um, have God extend his arm to you. And I will see you next time. This is Rosa Garcia signing off on Why Jesus.